Cybersecurity presents a whole slew of international challenges. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and to discuss the various dimensions of cybersecurity diplomacy, I'm pleased to be joined again by Christopher Painter. He's been coordinator for cyber issues at the U.S. Department of State since February 2011. Welcome back, Chris. Thank you, Eric. First, take a few moments to explain what the State Department's coordinator of cyber issues does? Well, we look at the, the full range of different cyber issues, and that, that that's everything from the social issues, human rights issues, to governance issues, to cyber crime issues, to cyber security due diligence issues, as we call them, countries having national strategies, countries having institutions like certs in place and working with countries to cooperate, to international security issues, which are issues around cyber conflict. And I think there's some, been some major accomplishments recently on, on that front and, and uh, something called the UN Group of Government Experts. And then finally, we work with other agencies in our government to, to combat uh, threats and to uh, build better cooperation in combating threats internationally. Really a range of issues, but working with a host of different uh, folks in the State Department across the regional bureaus, across the functional bureaus here, and really making this more of a, dipl a diplomacy policy priority rather than just a technical issue, which I think is what it was looked at in the past as is something now is something that, that really drives our economy and our societies and is an important international policy issue for us and for other countries. A few months after you took office, four cabinet secretaries unveiled the government's international cyber strategy with a goal to work with other nations to promote an open, interoperable, secure, and reliable information communications infrastructure. How is that strategy working out? I think very well. That strategy was very important for us, both to bring our own government together, because many different agencies in our government have a piece of even our international issues and our international diplomacy, everyone from DHS to the Department of Justice to Commerce to Treasury to the Department of Defense, uh, to us certainly. And just every agency has a piece of this, and it really brought all those agencies and all those missions together in one document with this overarching goal of an open and secure and reliable information and communications infrastructure around the world based on norms of behavior, uh, appropriate norms of state behavior. So that's been our, our sort of uh, our underlying strategic document. And since that document has come out, we, working closely with our interagency partners, have been advancing uh, that international strategy and advancing our cyber diplomacy. And I'll give you some highlights of that. We've launched uh, whole-of-government uh, dialogues with many other countries around the world. And whole-of-government is important here because it's it's not enough for just the State Department to be talking to a foreign ministry someplace. Uh, it's much better for us to have all of our colleagues throughout the government as a unified team talking to a whole-of-government on the other side on these issues as they are looking at these increasingly as a serious policy issue. So we've launched these of government dialogues with Brazil, with India, with Germany, with South Africa, with Korea, with Japan. We are creating under what's called the Joint Presidential Commission a working group on cyber with the Russian Federation. We recently had the first inaugural meeting of our cybersecurity working group with uh, China, and we are doing more of these kind of uh, engagements, both with our traditional allies and friends, but also with other countries too around the world. So that's been important. So that's been one highlight, and I think those discussions in all those forms are important. A second is uh, we've been doing a lot of capacity building and outreach to the developing world, and I think. Uh, it's important, this issue is important not just for the developed world, but for the developing world too. And they are important as they now start developing their own broadband communication policies, they're getting more connectivity, that they 
develop those policies in a way that really champions the open nature of the internet, but also makes it secure. We've done capacity building seminars, regional ones, one in partnership with the government of Kenya for the West African countries, one in Senegal and one in Ghana for the French and English East African countries. And we're planning more of those kind of activities. And I think that's been important as well. The third is that we have made some real progress, I think, in a number of fronts. Many countries have cyber strategies now, and cyber strategies, cybersecurity strategies are very important because it elevates that as a priority issue, and it pulls governments together and makes sure they have the right institutions. But it also uh, makes it easier to have bilateral conversations, uh, both on the technical level and policy level with countries. So there's, there's something like, I think, almost 20 countries that have cyber strategies, about 10 countries now have positions that mirror mine, that have created positions in their foreign ministries to really uh, raise the diplomatic aspects of this, and I, I think that's important as well. And then we're also trying to build more cooperative frameworks around cybersecurity. So when we see a threat, whether, for instance, a denial of service attack against uh, our financial institutions, we've been reaching out not just at a technical level, but uh, on a diplomatic level too, to say we really want to encourage uh, this is important to us. We want to encourage cooperation. And of course, we, we will be responsive on that side too. Across the board, a lot of, I think, uh, important developments. And then on the security front, the international security front, there's a landmark consensus that was reached in the what's called the Group of Government Experts in the UN that said that international law applies, including the law of armed conflict, to cyberspace, just like it does in the physical world. Now, we've said that in the US for some time. Vice President Biden said that two years ago. But having a group that includes Russia, China, India, and others say that, I think it's very powerful and very important. Uh, and also affirming the importance of doing confidence-building measures between countries to try to make sure that you don't have the kind of escalation, you don't have misperceptions or miscalculations, that you dial down the chance of conflict. We've announced, President Obama announced the first bilateral confidence-building measures in cyberspace with the Russian Federation at the G8 summit, uh, and we're also working in a number of international forums to do that. So I think a lot of activity. We have a lot more to do, uh, but I'm, I'm very heartened to see this uh, not being looked at as an issue just for the geeks anymore, but an issue that really is something that's a, a serious policy issue for us to grapple with. You mentioned a few times working with China and Russia, as well as other nations. And as you know, many people see China and Russia as adversaries to the United States in cyberspace. Some might even call them enemies. How do you characterize our relationship with these nations in regards to cybersecurity? So I think it's important for us to engage with all countries around the world. And I think it's important for us to engage with Russia and China. With Russia, as I mentioned, it was very important for us to establish these cyber confidence building measures. And for Russia, let me tell you what those are. That one of them uh, is exchange, more exchange of cert information, technical information about threats. One of them was an exchange of military doctrine in cyberspace. We had our defense strategy for operating in cyberspace, and the Russian Federation had a white paper that their MOD uh, created that builds better understanding between the countries of what we're doing. And the third was the creation of uh, two things, a hotline, a phone hotline, but also using the Nuclear Risk Reduction Center, which not surprisingly was originally used for nuclear issues, but now is used for a number of issues like climate change and other issues that we've now uh, extended this to being used for cyber issues. So if there's a major cyber event emanating from the other's territory, 
uh, we can use these uh, communication mechanisms to make sure there's not a mis misperception or miscalculation. So that's important. We're not going to agree with China or Russia on every issue in cyberspace, to be sure, but we need to make practical progress that, that makes sure that we're answering the threats that are out there. With China, yeah, obviously the president has expressed deep concern over the uh, wholesale theft of uh, trade secrets and business proprietary information. That's something we need, uh, we have, and we will continue to raise. But at the same time, we need to build uh, a more cooperative framework before the, between the two countries and more transparency between us because I think that has been lacking. Uh, so when the two presidents met at their summit, they agreed to form this uh, working group. And the working group, uh, again, I think one of the advantages is that it has the full range of, um, of agencies on both sides, on both the military and civilian side. And it not only discusses issues of concern, like the concern I just mentioned, but it also looks for areas where we can cooperate and try and practical areas where we can cooperate. And it also is a forum for us to discuss the appropriate norms in cyberspace, to have an actual sustained discussion, not a discussion once at a conference or once a year in a summit, but actually have a sustained discussion on these issues. And, and I will say that uh, I thought it was a very constructive beginning, a very constructive discussion when we met for the first time a couple of weeks ago. We'll meet again before the end of the year, but I think both sides are, are dedicated to making that conversation work. What concerns have the Chinese expressed about the United States? You've heard what the Chinese have said in the press that they are concerned about, that they too are concerned about cybersecurity. They're concerned about intrusions and, and, uh, and cyber attacks against them that come from all over the world. We're obviously willing to work with China on these, some of these cybersecurity issues on, as I said, trying to build better cooperative frameworks for that, but also have a way for us to communicate. So if there is a crisis. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see if we can extend what we've done with the Russian Federation and apply some of that to China as well, but also look for other areas that we can cooperate in. You've heard some of the things that they've expressed. We want to certainly hear that out. We want to discuss that. We want to get a little more details about what those concerns are and see if we can address those. And frankly, the other thing that I think is important for China and the U.S. is collaborating against third-party threats. You know, I mentioned the denial service attack. That's a good example. You know, that's, to the extent that there are bots that are located in China, that's someplace I'd like to see us cooperate. They share more of the same concerns than where we may have some uh, disagreements. True? You know, I think it's a mix. And I think, I think the, the, the important thing is to try to make progress in the areas where we can. We can make practical progress while at the same time trying to understand where the differences are and see if we can make progress on that. And also, work to really ameliorate and mitigate the, the concerns that we have raised and will continue to raise until, until they're really mitigated. It provides a forum for all those things. And it's also important that within a framework, it reports up through our strategic security dialogue with China, which deals with a whole range of strategic issues and through what's called the SNED, Strategic and Economic Dialogue, uh, which just happened uh, when the working group had them, happened a couple of weeks ago, and that's very high level. It keeps the attention on these issues. You've been in this job for two and a half years. Do you see more cyber just generally involved in, in diplomacy than you did when you started the job? And how does it manifest that way? When I started, it was just me. This is the first foreign ministry anywhere in the world that said, you know, cyber is an important enough issue and it's spread out enough within the department because there are all these different people who, who are working on it that we really need to try to, for want of a better term, up our game, make sure that we are speaking with one voice uh, in our U.S. policy, working together with the different stakeholders, both within government and outside of government, the private sector and civil society, really, I think, uh, make this more of a, a priority and, and integrate these uh, issues. 
is when we talk about cybersecurity, when we talk about human rights, when we talk about governance issues, it's important that we think about all those as a package because they are in many ways interrelated and the debates that happen in a lot of these forums are interrelated. So that was two, you know, two years and four months ago. Since then, as I mentioned, about 10 countries have created similar posts. We've launched all these dialogues. The countries raise this routinely in high-level meetings with the U.S. You know, I like to say cyber is the new black now. Everyone cares about cyber, and that's a good thing. It is really, I think, raised the profile of this issue around the world. I increasingly see that everywhere I go, every every trip I take, every meeting I have, uh, it's something that is not just this pigeonholed issue, but an issue that is increasingly being seen as a very important feature of almost every country. You've been listening to my conversation with Christopher Painter, coordinator for cyber issues at the State Department. You'll hear more from Chris in the next installment of this interview. Please look for it. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.